Grog. Hey guys, and welcome to the Sideship Podcast. I'm Peter Fickling, and as usual, I'm joined by Kerry Warbus and Matthew Weir. Thank the Lord for Lee and Roy, because after a double serving of Yam Yam York and Ruth, I was ready to um, like call quits on this week. I just didn't think I could do it. Um, what about you guys? It was it was awful. Yeah, I think it kind of veered from one absurdity to another. That's what it felt like listening the first time round, especially. Second time today, a little less of that, but very odd, very peculiar. I mean, the thing about the Lee and the um, Helen plotline is you did you did did care a little bit, didn't you? And um, and also we had the extra level of interest because of course we have the um, wonderful Ryan Early on the podcast next week so we'll be able to get the the skinny the inside track for you know what he thinks about Lee any sort of tidbits about Lee's personality is, is that an oxymoron uh, not anymore actually <laughs> not anymore I and I and I'm not it's not just because Ryan's coming on but I have done a bit of a u-turn on Lee I am starting to warm to him did I did either of you two wonder when you were listening this week whether Lee was bullied himself in the past, how he passionately was saying, and you know, that's why they keep going if you don't challenge them. I didn't think about that because I'm quite obvious, as you know. So I was, I was sort of like, I tend to just take it as as delivered till I've had a chance to talk to you guys. It would f- it would fit with all of the cliches, wouldn't it? Like you know, the typical story of the guy who does martial arts is often like, oh, the kid was lacking confidence, or the kid was bullied, and the parents take them off, and then you know, this is mm. where they, this is where they develop their sort of you know. Uh, you know, uh, a bit more backbone. I don't mean that in a negative way. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, sort of help them stand up against the world. So no, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right, Kerry. Yeah. Did you think that, Matthew, at all? He well, I thought that, or maybe possibly his daughters had been subjected to some bullying. Because, oh, that's the um, other one. Yeah. Because he got very, uh, as you said, like they shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. And uh, yeah, he was on his way around there to sort Kyle out, wasn't he? File Kyle, as he was branded by Joy. Yeah, he very quickly did want to punch someone, didn't he? Mm. I don't know if either of you two, well, I certainly wouldn't have gone to the punching someone stage. No, I think he just isn't over the unboxing of Wolverine. <laughs> but it's, it's sublimated and this is how it's finally finally expressing itself. I mean, Kerry, is it... What would how would you feel as a woman if you if you know your man was trying to protect you? I mean, would you feel slightly patronised? Would there be a kind of primal, a primal kind of appreciation of the sort of you know his his um his desire to look yeah, after? I think it depends what's happened. If someone had said something about me on a WhatsApp group chat, I would deal with that myself for sure. Uh, quite enjoy doing it probably, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but going back to your um, question about the primal, prote- yeah, be, I think it's all right to be protected by someone if something particular happens. If I need physically protecting, then that would be quite admirable. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not, I mean yeah, it's not my... It's not my natural inclination, but especially since, you know, since I've had a little boy, I have thought a bit more about that sort of stuff, like, you know, hmm. maybe maybe throwing the odd punches does have its place it is a good thing i mean obviously they 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 you know this is all going to come to fruition i i but i decided them um, i decided after the episode that um rob will would be able to beat lee up in a fight are you going to bring that up next week i well, i was going <laughs> to maybe ask maybe ask Brian about it but i think um i mean we i mean i've never i've never seen i mean obviously they're the the actors and the the characters are two different things but you know i don't know how how much mm. ryan attaches his ego to um lee's prowess um, you know, uh, in a fight, but yeah, I, just... I reckon Peggy could probably take Lee down. <laughs> I tell you what, chef, chefs can get pretty handy when it's required. What Ian? Mm. I kind of imagine Ian as a sort of 
he's um he's uh, he's kind of like a i think he's kind of like jack but looks like jack black but it's in a short head sort of like a more kind of ruddy jack black mm. and i sort of i can imagine him being like a little kind of like a, a you know a honey badger or a kind of wolverine yeah i mean the reason i say that because ian was very much the voice of calm wasn't he um in all of this trying to tell he was trying to explain to lee in all of this that helen's gone through this She's yeah. heard heard worse than this, and the worst the worst thing you could do is fly off the handle, you know. Normally, it's <laughs> chefs aren't normally that um, well tempered. I was quite impressed with him, but I was kind of imagining if he, you know, if the if the roles were reversed, quite how Ian might react if he was mm. hearing gossip about Adam. It was very It'd interesting be a miracle, wouldn't it? Yeah, and there was, there was that thing where he said about keeping it a secret what was in the whatsapp group from helen and ian said to lee that keeping secrets it doesn't serve any good purpose for anyone or something like that yeah. and i just thought and adam hasn't told him about the money yeah there's a five grand secret heading your way ian i think brian's gonna make good and i think it's gonna sort it all out i think you know i think adam will do something incredibly stupid and then brian will scoop him up and bring him back into the fold well, it, it already is sorted out, isn't it? Because Adam just walked down the bank and they handed him five grand. <laughs> but why, why do? Yeah, but why is he avoiding Ian then and just grunting and snorting, which is probably a blessed relief, to be honest, just the, yeah, hearing he, the grunts. Didn't Ian say that, um, that compared to Adam, Zander was a good conversationalist this week? Yes. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, because they were making the playhouse, weren't they? Drilling away together. Yeah, I thought he, oh. I thought he was using one of those power mixers at first, like he was making like custard <laughs> or something. <laughs> and I realised they were fixing up the playhouse. I I put something on Twitter that's caused a mini stir, which is that I fe- I think Ian and Lee get on really really well together. So I've sown a seed of them to at some point having a bit of a liaison. Mm. On Twitter, yeah, mm. I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm not getting the um, the bisexual uh, or curious vibes from Lee. I've got to be honest, but mm. um, but I do. But every every single fiber of my body wants it to happen. Um, <laughs> I, just for the just for the you know the hilarity. Yeah, I just think Ian gets on better with Lee than he does with Adam. They sound very relaxed around each other. And Lee gets on better with Ian than he does with Helen. Again, they're way more relaxed with each other than they are with their own partners. So it just crossed my mind when I was listening. I mean, they both open up to Lee a lot, don't they? I mean, when Adam went on that long rant about um, the money and all of that situation, he really opened up to Lee. And Lee had only come round to get some risers for his drum kit. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, and then you know, at the same time, Ian is happy to be in Lee's company. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting how he kind of. We thought there was going to be more of a dynamic between um, Tony and Lee, and it seems much more between Adam and Adam Ian and him. Mm, yeah, watch this space. I wa- I was shot down in flames on Twitter by it. People just thought I was weird to think it. You know, I mean, as we talked about. Uh, you know that my approach to this week was slightly different. I didn't listen when when we spoke in the WhatsApp group as late as Wednesday. I hadn't heard a mm. single episode. Yeah, I was very disappointed you listened. I was looking forward to dragging you through it because obviously I couldn't spoil the plot. But so much of your you know experience as a teacher was relevant this week. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I thought of looking at the cast list and trying to piece together my own story. But I mean, once I started, and so I, I came to it after everything on Thursday and I listened to it all of all of them back to back like the omnibus. Mm. And between what you'd said and what I'd read on the tweet along, I had mm. a sense of what was going to happen. And I thought, mm. oh, people don't seem to like it this week. But I was like, do you know what? People didn't like Heaven's Gate when it came out. So maybe I'm going <laughs> to listen not 20 years later, but 20 minutes later. And I'm, it's going to be like, this is Michael Cimino's masterpiece. And I'm going to listen to these four <laughs> episodes and it's going to be fantastic. But no, it's a crock of shit. I mean, I, I was saying to Kerry um, earlier on that uh, I, I felt, and, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be hyperbolic or, or kind of dramatic, but I felt offended by the whole plot line with Yam Yam York, the, um, the, the PE teacher. It, it, it was like, you know, it, the, and I felt very sorry for the actor who was having to try and, you know, breathe some life into that nonsense. And I felt sorry maybe for the writer who was thrown that. that Do we know who the actor over. was that played, um, sorry, Bum Bum Baxter? What's his name? Sorry, that was one of the teachers no, 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 at my was, school. Yeah, that wasn't, that, um, wasn't, wasn't that Emma's nickname when she was at school? No, she Swear, was Sweary Carter. Sweary Carter. Yeah. <laughs> I did like Gormless One and Gormless Two. That was two. brilliant. Yeah, went, Ed. Ed's like, I'm not gormless. Yeah, Ed was Ed was fantastic. <laughs> Ed is a very uh, the guy who plays Ed. Um, uh, Kerry knows his name. Um, yeah. he's a very Barry, good actor. Yeah, he was really breathing some life into his. Um, mm-hmm. He was breathing life into those um, into those rather limp lines. He was quite an old school teacher, wasn't he? Yeah, he was because he's it's like 32 years. I've been trying to bang this biology <laughs> teacher, wasn't it? Pretty much. Um, there was a lot of teachers, wasn't there? The PE teacher, biology, te- biology teacher. Then catfish woman, she's a teacher. Yes, exactly. Well. So teachers left, right, and centre. Sorry to go back to Yam Yam York very quickly, but I definitely, definitely want to get Matthew's take on all of this, right? Because is it just me, or one, his behaviour was appalling anyway in any circumstance with anyone? But secondly, this is the grandfather and stepfather, and a former pupil. And you're you're coming out with all these nicknames, uh, making spec, making all kinds of um, judgments about the family, about their behaviour. Mm. I mean, it's absolutely appalling. I'm mean, sorry, yeah. I, I'm not a particularly sort of censorious or judgmental person, but I was just like, it's just it's- yeah. When it when he said to Ed, didn't he try and guess which teacher it is that I'm marrying? You know, it's the one that all you lot, you know, were fancying all the time, wasn't it? And he went, oh no, not Miss Peters. <laughs> Well, there there was a bit quite early on when him and Ed realised where they knew each other from, and he said something. He he, st- he said, laid down his first little um, snipey comment then, and um, Eddie dealt with it just by saying, "I think you're still drunk, mate," um, which I thought was really Eddie just being like, "We're gonna have to put your shitty and grin on because this guy's gonna pay up. We're gonna rinse him." basically right so that's that's another thing sorry I'm, I'm being i'm taking kerry's role as the sort of person who's sort of picking through the details um so sorry for that kerry but the other thing that annoyed me was they were supposed to be over the moon for this 200 quid that he got for the evening now i uh, you know i i don't you know i don't sort of i'm not earning mega bucks or anything but you know upkeep petrol five hours out of the house you know I mean, it's more patronising um, attitude towards the ground. It's like this idea because Eddie's a. I, I was talking to my wife about this. Eddie's a clever guy. He's you know surely can we just put can we just put an end to this Eddie being over the moon for a hundred quid here, a hundred and fifty quid here, scrapping and dodging and diving for these kind of like you know these sort of 
pennies. It really, I just, you know, when can he not just retire into some kind of sort of avuncular role finally? Yeah, the petrol probably cost a hundred quid, didn't it, to run yeah, a limo easy. around? Um, yeah, it was three hundred in total, wasn't it? Because he got two hundred and then got another hundred, but then he gave a hundred to Ed. Yeah, but it was the but the but the but the two hundred was the um the two hundred was the big exclamation to Clary Love, you know, like you know, oh wow, Clary Love, two hundred quid. It's like, come on, you know, let's can we can we stop talking about them like they're indentured servants? Well, that's what he he got the two hundred on the the actual night of the stag, didn't he? Which is was effectively them leap leapfrogging around pub gardens very professionally. Um. But then when they, they kind of had him over a barrel the next day because whatever her name was, the biology teacher. Miss um, Peters. Miss Peters, yeah. Oh, that bit where he was like physical education and biology yeah. were at our pinnacle of sexual pokery or something. Yeah, he said, we there's no getting past us for, for the heights of physical satisfaction or something. Head of biology and head of PE. Yeah. I mean... All right, so Yam Yam Yorkie, what were the best nicknames of teachers in your school? I couldn't think of any. No. Oh, no, there was, I can't remember any, any nicknames. Um, uh, well, there was, there was one, one teacher who um, I could do such a good impersonation of him that I could manipulate, I could get children to leave the room or, you know, do stuff. And that was, that was a lot of fun. So that was Mr. <laughs> Evings. Um, and then the other one was I uh, I did a I did a comic with my friend about all the teachers and it was the I did the Last Supper, and I wrote for this teacher called Mr Long that he his 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 um speech bubble rather un unamusingly said, um oh I'm I I, I can't do something because I'm I'm off to have my lobotomy I, I was censored by the teacher <laughs> who was in charge of the uh, charge of the comic and so we just left the we just left it empty instead. Which of course was a thousand times more insulting and more satirical. <laughs> Everyone else had these kind of like crowded speech bubbles, and his was this huge one with just em- with emptiness in it. Very good. So uh, yeah, so that was uh, you know oh, right. I wasn't particularly popular with the teachers, but I can't remember. What about you, Matthew? Is it? Um, I well, impression wise, I used to do a really good impression of our English teacher, Mister Truelove, to the point where I was doing one to the class one day before he was due to arrive, and there was that classic moment where I was finishing. I was like. He's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> Turned around and there he was. We had quite a good sense of humour about it. Now, nicknames, no. We had a very robust, well, the girls did, a very robust female PE teacher, and her name was Miss Tash, which kind of writes itself. <laughs> um, the only, yeah, the only, I was just thinking, you just, I just had this nightmarish um, memory of their idea of teaching us humanities and history was to give us a book on the Incas or the Romans. We'd have to read it and then they'd set us 40 questions and we'd sit there in silence trying to peel through the book oh, for these answers. Joy. And eventually people would just be passing like Panini style notes around the classroom. We have 37, 23, we need, and you'd be swapping answers. <laughs> then they'd get more and more random and eventually a piece of paper landed on my desk that said, Mrs. Slag of the year, and at that point, Mrs. <laughs> went, Matthew Weir, bring me that note now. <gasps> and I had to walk up to her desk, put it on her desk, and as I turned right back into the class, it, I thought I'll get back to my desk without laughing. It did not happen. Oh. Was this? Was there any? Um, was there any truth to this rumor? She she was our supply teacher that day, but she was a permanent member of staff. Um, she ripped it up and threw it in the bin, um, which led us all to speculate that maybe she was Slag of the year. Yes. <laughs> And didn't couldn't feel she could legally challenge it. Yeah, and also, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, uh, more power to her if she was. Why not? You know, um, 
you know to watch what she does what she does in her evenings office between her, her and her conscience so, absolutely you know. i i wouldn't be remotely upset if one of my students uh describe me as a slag yeah i'd be pretty <laughs> impressed what is, what is portuguese for slag of the year but, but yeah it's probably uh puta dan i don't know Okay, okay, well, you know, I'll look at horror, horror of the year. Oh, the, yeah. you know, those days have passed, Matthew, aren't they? Happily, happily married. Yeah. Um, so we, 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 were, we were talking about Yam Yam York. And yeah, can you explain Yam Yam, Peter, please? Why, why Yam Yam? Yeah, so for those who don't know, and I didn't, I, I only vaguely knew, Matthew, you, you, you might be aware of it. It's, it's, a, it's a basically, it's a regional slur, isn't it? It's someone who's from a particular part of the black country, I think, is a Yam Yam. I didn't know that, but it, now it makes perfect sense. Yeah, so I think it's it's like it's all ties into his accent, and you know, it's a. I think it is. Yeah, like I said, it's a it's a, it's sort of an affectionate regional insult. Would might be okay. a way yeah. to put it, but yeah, it was yeah, anyway. It was just it was all it was all very weird. It was all a bit upsetting for me because I just sort of I I think I've, I think recently it, historically, like I've said before, I've always had very low expectations from the archers. But over the last year, two years, I really have thought it's like, you know, top notch. The quality of writing, everything's been fantastic. So for them to dip down to this level again was, you know, quite, quite despairing. And then, and then of course, it was surrounded. And of course, before that, because I mean, we, we, we had something that was even worse, which was, um, Ruth doing her Boris Johnson act, where basically after years of um, mistreatment and, lie, uh, you know, sort of total lack of compassion for everyone around her, she's suddenly pretending, you know, like Boris Johnson has been. Uh, after making all those sneering comments about the England football team, he's now claiming that oh, he never wanted to see them booed and he only ever supported and loved them and he's, you know, totally against racism. And it's like the same thing with Ruth and her pretense that she's this kind of mm. uh, loving and maternal mother. And David as well going weird yeah, the whole yeah. the whole thing so I just you know like i said in the intro by 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 wednesday i was just i was all i was all beaten up oh come Can on I... but ruth and ben were having great lols oh and hot chocolates oh yeah, yeah she kept screeching with hysterical laughter didn't she um can i just i know this is going to be annoying for you but i just want to go back a tiny bit and then we can come back to this bit is about drinking and you know obviously alice being the alcoholic and then they've got this storyline now with the groom getting absolutely rat assed on a stag do to the point where he's in a coma in the back of the limo yeah and it all being jolly japes um that's do you think that's intentional or do you think that's just an oversight i don't know i mean it, it it's very different treatment isn't it of alcohol basically and and Eddie was saying, oh, you know, the amount of times I've been found in a garden. Yeah, he wanted to drag him out of the limo and leave him on Terry Twofone's lawn, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) But um, Clary was, I don't know what, she just, there's a new ailment. Maybe um, Ben will discover it when he studies. Herpothermia that she said he might get. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just rang a bit weird to me. I I thought they were kind of also doing that thing where, you know, it's Ruth and Ben, and they're very wholesome. He's nervous, so of course he has a hot chocolate before bed. He wouldn't dream of having like an Aldridge whiskey or a, mm. you know, um, a G and T. Mm. And then after his interview, she went, "Here you go, a nice strong cup of tea." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that struck me as well. I, I wrote down about the hot chocolate. Does anyone actually still have hot chocolate before we go to bed? And... I, 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 a Horlicks. I miss. I miss the days of a good old mug of Horlicks. But mm. do, do you think what you're saying is interesting, though, Kerry? That 
I mean, how are they going to? I mean, they can't. They can't turn the archers into something that's not true to Britain. So I guess it is reflective of our society that we mm. all, we are all capable of, you know, being sympathetic to the Alice's in our lives mm. and at the same time, or, you know, or, or, or even having some of those problems ourselves. And, and then at the same time, you know, as a country, we have a very peculiar and slightly sort of um, idiotic, you know, um, attitude to booze and so I, I yeah. mean, how are they supposed to write it are they supposed to just suddenly turn out just you know ambridge into the only place where everyone's sober and sensible definitely not no i just it just um stood out for me because alice is such recent history you know obviously she's see she's still in it but she's disappeared for a little while and then suddenly there's a guy who's yeah so drunk he can't he doesn't know where he is I guess, I guess, um, accidentally or intentionally, it still worked mm. right? because Alice is definitely. It's been a couple of times. I mean, Brian was the one they did it with intentionally, wasn't it? Where they was mm. they were juxtaposing Brian, Brian sort of telling um, Jenny that oh yes, he'd love a gin and tonic or whatever. You know, insert Brian drink. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then but this might have been an accidental one, but the effect is still very much the same, which I guess is shows the value of the the Alice plotline. Yeah. And it was all a bit clumsy, wasn't it, at the end where they, they said, I think um, Clary said, oh, I'm surprised it all went so smoothly. And then they opened the door and there's the guy. Yeah. He seemed, yeah, I mean, I think he would, they really kind of played to his outgrown lad image as well, didn't they? He didn't seem to be remotely worried that he'd woke up mm. in the back of a limo on, yeah, on, the, on the morning <laughs> of his wedding in a pair of short trousers that didn't fit him. And he's going to be driven by like uh, one of his ex pupils, who he he's completely um, slagging all the way. Mm. Yeah, he, just, no it didn't see... he had forty eight minutes till the service kicked. Yeah, in, so exactly. <laughs> and oh, okay. presumably, she's not going to notice this biology teacher. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, this, 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 I mean, she must have frayed around the edges a bit since um, Ed's time at school. You know, to, that she's. She's lowered herself to um, marrying someone who's going to smell like, you know, like the the, the, the drip tray, you know, you know, the stale drip tray from a pub. I know, because his from his perspective, it's been thirty two years of him kind of trying to convince her, and it's probably just thirty two years of every avenue closing for her, and she's just like, <laughs> oh, I've got to marry fucking yam yam. Thirty two years of workplace harassment. Um, also, the catfish person is a science teacher, so I was thinking. Well, maybe it's Miss Peters. Yeah, she was a biology teacher. <laughs> you're on a you're on a tear this week, Kerry. All the, <laughs> the massive sort of you know wormholes wormholes. I know, and, I know. Um, I mean, I I thought I was the one that was not going to listen to the episode and make my own crazy CIA board of conspiracy <laughs> theories, but Kerry's listened to them and she's already doing it. I mean, that would be brilliant. Yeah. I mean, didn't you also thought that Layla the catfish might be Joy? Yeah, or Lexi. People on Twitter are saying. Oh, that would be funny. Oh, yep. and, and that's and then this is her way of and she's set up this profile, gone on the date, gone and gone on the dating site to then, and she's going to turn up, and that's going to be the big surprise. And maybe to see she... if he's single. You know, see, you know, is he? Yeah, I mean that would, that would be absurd, but I would be oh, I'd love him to be back with Lexi. I mean, I I do I do like Roy. I know he's very dull, but I I've got a lot of affection for him. He's sort of you know he does the right thing. He's a good man. However, he probably he probably would have noticed Lexi's accent when they were on the phone. 
No, because as Phoebe says, you can use a voice changer. Well, to stop you having the accent that she had. Which yeah. Was, I can't remember yeah. where she was. Was it I mean, Bulgaria? Just, I've got a few students yeah. that have got, um, what's the most common one? There's a voice changer app that you have on your desktop, voice mode. And uh, ah. sometimes I'd be teaching a Zoom class and it was a class of all girls. And I just suddenly heard one of them go, thank you. And I looked up <laughs> and they were all laughing, but they'd all mute with themselves. I was like, which one of you little shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, all right, it was like, bye, see you, see you next week. And then one of them went, bye. This massive Mickey Mouse voice. And I saw who it was just as she hit end meeting. I'll send you, a, I'll send you a link later. I'll post it on, um, I'll post it on Sunday as well. It's this uh, amazing thing from New Zealand. But it's this little guy, little woman who's got a voice like that. And she just immediately like, switches down to her, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely sensational. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can remember to post that. I mean, the only person who might sound like they're going through a voice changer app, but isn't, isn't uh, would be Kirsty. Oh yeah, <laughs> Sean Dyche. So see, she's not Lexi. Then Kerry's made a very good point about the accent. Um, I the, the whole catfish thing. I mean, I guess it is current. I guess it edu- it's educate it's part of you know educating educating a sort of older, less tech savvy people about the pitfalls of the internet. You can see how it would be a kind of perfect BBC remit thing. But I just, you know, can't just some of these characters, I just want them to have a, it's like, why did, why does Roy have to be the perpetually mm. unlucky in love guy? Why does, um, you know, um, why, do, well, you know, why do the Grundies always have to be the ones who are down at heel? I mean, I guess it's great that actually the Aldridge's Alice is the one, you know, the alcoholic, they haven't just sort of yeah. dragged some new character in for that, but. I mean, can I just give. You know, I'm, I'm hoping because actually, there was when he was talking sort of um, affectionately about what's a jobs the, the the teacher. He was saying about how they talk about you know um, uh, they they what was the, they have all these shared interests. Anyway, the conversation uh-huh. that sounded like they have didn't sound like catfish conversations. Like you know, a catfish conversation to me is you know sort of um, uh, uh, um, you know. Uh, basically, the, they're trying to get to um, uh, sort of naughty pictures and sort of like heavy flirting as soon as possible. Not having long conversation, not having months and months of chat with Roy about, um, you know, what was it? Graphic no, novels. Graphic novels. Thank you, and Spanish language lessons and stuff. And not having your photo taken. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm hoping that actually. Actually, it might be that she is actually a really nice person, and and Roy is. Mm. Roy is can I, can I throw one more name into the mix? Who might be catfishing him? Mm-hmm. Philip from prison. Oh, revenge of Philip Moss. Yeah. Oh, well done, Matthew. I was joking. <laughs> no, come on, this would be brilliant. He's sort of sitting in Nick with a voice changer, yeah. making him sound like a woman. You need to get Mimi or Max to get you know get you to 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 follow you know follow the finger you know touch your nose rub your belly and pat your head at the same time have you had a knock to the head or something because this is you are all over the the place with these mad plot lines yeah i like it um and there was another thing which was ridiculous which was when roy said oh yeah she can't come her train was cancelled well, there's not just one train is there because um phoebe said why didn't she just get the next one where are they meeting that's equidistant between London and Ambridge, do we think? Milton Keynes? Oxford. Oxford. Be a nice place to meet. You know, um, the, 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 what's it, the town of a thousand spires or the dreaming town, of, you know, the, the, the city of the dreaming spires, whatever it's called. Uh, it's and one beautiful. train. 
Mm? <laughs> <laughs> a thousand spires, but one train. And if it's cancelled, you can't go anywhere. Yeah, no, but, uh, sorry, I mean, I, you might know about this, Kerry, but Oxford's famously got this one massive train. <laughs> 15 stories high, 15, you know, 50 feet wide. Um, goes at nine o'clock every morning. But yeah, it's... it's um, <laughs> It's 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 an odd one. It's the it's, mm. a, it's I mean this is two weeks in a row where we just be, where we've just been all over the place. And yes, we are taking our lead from the show. Like um, it was quite mm. it was quite weird. Um, so I was looking at the statistics for the show from the last couple of weeks, and um, and it was very interesting to see the effect the football had on our numbers. Ah. So, so yeah, so I think in a similar kind of way, where where Ambridge goes, we go. And, uh, you know, there's, and, you know, what, uh, so it's, it's kind of like when, when we have one of these weeks, it's difficult to kind of marshal your thoughts when it's, you know, when it's like, when it was just all in lower Loxley and they're all just sort of moving gracefully around the house and the plot just follows these three characters around, you can kind of, when you're doing the podcast, you're sort of just like, oh yeah, that's what we're talking about with well, this, but this week I can't even, I can't even remember what my name is. It's really scrambled, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, one minute there were sort of 25 cows, 15 cows. There's a limousine with a drunk man in it. Then there's um, Ben having his interview, uh, stuffing very that Very patronising about nurses, thank you very much. That Suddenly got inspired me. by his mother because she chatted to him about an hour before the interview. And then he stole uh, her notes, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the, the six C's, I wondered what they were going to involve when he, they started listing those. Kebab. Condom, <laughs> kerosene, Kahlua, crap. <laughs> did you not? Did you not think it was patronising to nurses the the way that they were the, the way it was being discussed? Well, the interview questions were really childish, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. I thought. It was like it, um, I mean, my, I, I've got um, I've got uh, um, friends who are nurses, and um, one in particular has you know she, every time you, you you ask about her career, she's she's going through another lengthy piece of training she's moved steadily up the you know it's 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 uh this i the, the, the ruth's version of events that you know the doctors do the medicine and then the nurses just oh. turn up and they're lovely and they it's like no 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 these people are these people are highly trained medical professionals who you know who are who have who have the you know the agency and the the um the the intelligence to make some pretty important decisions themselves they don't need to you know they're not just mm. standing around waiting for a doctor to tell them what to do anyway. but also how she described it to ben it was as if that was a revelation that the nurses <laughs> help people get through illnesses yeah. like, yes i really understand you now <laughs> yeah the doctor or the oncologist gives the diagnosis but the nurses they do the rest and i was like isn't that how hospitals work yeah most of the time <laughs> I was, I was, I was, un, I was, look, anyway, I shat myself because of the drugs, but in the morning, do you know, clean me up, wasn't a surgeon, nowhere to be seen, lazy bastard. And to get to be a nurse, all you have to do is know how to help someone who's blind across the road. Yeah. And I thought that question was very bizarre. Um, and it also, it got a bit, what was it? He said, well, you can't just go to help them straight away because they might just be hanging out. Yeah, they, they might, might just be, to... they might be having a rest in that precise point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some elderly prostitutes trying to um, trade her, you know, trade her wares and get enough money together for that cup of hot chocolate that Kerry was mentioning, and all of a sudden, some interfering young farmers trying to drag her into the traffic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've during rush hour, I, I there was a blind guy crossing the street with me in Dublin in Merrion Square in winter just before Christmas, so t town is jammed. I said to the guy, like, do you want to, do you need help crossing the road? He said, oh, yes, please. And then asked him where he was going. He's going in my direction. I was just like, put the cane away. Like, we'll go the whole way. 
So we just linked up arms and mm. went the way, the whole way. But this idea that, you know, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't ask him because it might, you might hurt his feelings or something. I thought it was a bit much, really. Yeah, it would that be a question for a nursing Yeah, I doubt that. I don't know. And then the other scenario was about a student nurse struggling with balancing placements with studying. What would you say? That's a good point, actually. I would, I would struggle with that, so I probably shouldn't do it. So, yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for saying that question first. Saves me a lot of time. Um, maybe, I'll, you know, maybe I'll see you around. Yeah, forget the fact that I'm a caring, compassionate person who can, one has this passion to help. But you know that question, mm. nah. Oh, that's very peculiar. Do you think he'll? Do you think he's got in? Oh, is he going to I mean, be doing this? It, it, he's got to have gotten in. There's no other. Mm. There's no other possibility, is there? Um, but I just, um, yeah. I mean, I like I like Ben a lot. I think he's sort of you know he he his family don't deserve him. I mean, Josh does. Josh is all right, but mm. the rest of them. I mean. Even even at their best, they were annoying. Um, I just I just don't like I, this is this is the problem with this week is I really like I did I did care about Lee and Helen. I actually weirdly cared about Helen as well, which is I felt quite that was a strange sensation. But Ian, Eddie, even um, the whole yammy yam thing, the Ruth, David, all of it, I just didn't care. I just it, it was just a series of scenarios in which I had no interest in how it played out. Um, I mean, it, it, obviously, I care about Ben becoming a nurse, but but it's that, that's not that there was no jeopardy to it. Like you know, it was, it was were we, we were they genuinely trying to sell us the idea that you know to build on Kerry's points, trying to sell us the idea that he wasn't going to get in. I don't know. Just it's great that he wants to be a nurse, but is this really how it happens? I don't think so. I, um, he's getting in, isn't he? Only, yeah, probably because sure. actually caring for. Um, in a nursing sense, is so similar to farming, which is providing care. That that was a complete sledgehammer moment, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was. it turned into a big joke. Mm. I did feel a bit sorry for Roy, you know, getting all excited about his date and then having to have a sausage casserole. I mean, no one likes March those. Sausage casserole. Well, yeah, what I I that I didn't even bother with the rewind. What type of sausage casserole was that? A Tom Archer sausage casserole. Did he say Tom Archer? He made sausages out of Tom Archer. I thought he said like a casserole. I thought he said like a tomachi some ca- I thought it was like some spice from Morocco that I'd never heard of. <laughs> I like the way that um well Mr. Sausage is Tom's nickname in the WhatsApp oh. group. <laughs> and Tony's um, Farmer Giles, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Piles. <laughs> Mm, Mr. Sausage. When um, I mean, I know we're kind of going around the houses here, but that that whole thing with Lee and the WhatsApp group and Kyle, when he went round there to have it out with her, and then Joy was there, you know, saying, "Oh, I kicked him out the group," but then someone else let him back in, and then finally Lee comes back and goes, <laughs> "Helen, I'm sorry, so sorry." And then I thought he was going to go, "Kyle's dead. Yeah, I've killed him." We need to we need to talk to talk to Lee about that. Sorry to Ryan about that. Um, because I, you know, I don't know. I just, I think there must be more. It's obviously it's going to build from there. So I think they've, they've sold us this, they've sold us this, um, you know, Lee has pushed down this quite intense. And I do, I do, do, to be fair, I do this intense anger. I do, I do get how in a new relationship you would be when you're kind of trying to feel each other out a little bit, how you might be a little bit more protective and a little bit sort of quicker to lean in. 
But what had Kyle actually said that she's a psycho and then there was a the newspaper article about the blood bath farm yeah. or something. The thing that no one said the thing that no one said is it's actually really good gossip. Like if you lived in a small community, mm. and, you know, and you've got this nutty family who are sort of like, you know, they're kind of or boring every time you bump into them, they you're boring they're boring you madly about um um organics. Pat's Pat's kind of like covered in dream catchers and patchouli oil. Um, you know, you've got sort of Tom dressed up like sort of, you know, um, Del Boy from the 1980s, kind of like sort of with his file of facts, kind of constantly sort of like muttering about <laughs> business schemes. And then you've got, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the pretty daughter who's an axe murderer. So it's like, you know, I mean, how could they not gossip? Well, you know, I, I think fair, fair play to Kyle, really. Yeah. You definitely would say stuff, wouldn't you? And the fact he's called Kyle, that was said in such a dismissive way. That was a real class type thing, wasn't he it? Would, Kyle would be the enemy of Karate Kid, wouldn't he? In one mm. of the spin-off movies, I feel. Yeah, this is who... So, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Cobra Kai is out. Um, Ralph Macchio, you know, he has the same baddie as a... So he has the same enemy as a, an adult as he does as a kid. So um, you were saying about um, you were saying about Lee being bullied. Could mm. Kyle could Kyle be some nemesis from his school days? I mean, now I mean, Kerry, you've infected me. I'm off that <laughs> one as well. well yeah, was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I, going back to a little slip of the tongue you had earlier, mm. I am absolutely terrified that I'm just going to continually refer, refer to Ryan as Lee when he's on the podcast. Oh, he won't mind, will he? He does seem like he does seem like a fun guy. Um, he's been. Um, Helping Matthew out with technical problems. Yeah, he was, uh, a, he, he was the millennial to my creaky Gen Xer today on Instagram. Was it dirty or filthy you referred to us as? Filthy. Filthy. Filthy, which, you know, guilty as charged. Yep. Coming from a man that sleeps under tarpaulin on a mountainside, that's uh, mm. take that as a compliment. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that but the podcast is a massively cleaned up version of our personalities i know <laughs> i mean you know i mean if uh, the, the 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 whatsapp group would be absolutely unbroadcastable it's just yeah. i mean you know, it's a, the recorded message that i had for kerry to get us in the mood before recording <laughs> i mean that, that could never go on air could it it's just it's like a sort of, i wish it's like sort of morse code but with dots and dashes it's you know Maybe for the Patreon Christmas special, we'll just read aloud, <laughs> or we'll put the entire WhatsApp group into a voice voice machine, and it can just read the whole fucking yeah, thing. The voice changer. We'd have to lawyer up as well, quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where is Usha? So we've got, uh, we've got. Um, I nearly did it again. We've got Ryan coming next week, mm. and so we, what are the, what are the things we need to ask him about? So we need people to we need people to write in. We need everyone to um, uh, hit us with the DMs on Twitter, send Matthew um, the links on Facebook and to email us at hello at the sideshed.com. It's very exciting. I think um, we were hugely, we were over the moon to have um, Susie on and, and, you know, obviously Tracy's kind of at the center of the village, but I feel so there's like a real free son of excitement to kind of like, um, it feels mm-hmm. like a scoop to get Lee because he's such a new character. And I just love the fact that Lee and Ryan are so different. Yes. So very, very different. This is great. Can I just mention something about Susie, by the way? Can I just mention something about Susie? Um, I reckon Susie played the interviewer. Oh, well, you need to get that confirmed by next week, Kerry. Yeah, I'll ask her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
because she's good at putting voices on, accents on. It was a Birmingham lady. And I, when I was listening today, I was like, is that Susie? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. um, they, they, I mean, I'm definitely wrong about my, they've, they've changed the way they do the show because they are, they are doing a lot more of these sort of, um, you know, little cameo appearances. Uh, you know, by by um, you know bringing in for sort of the, these kind of textural textural kind of micro roles um, to sort of help sort of flesh things out, which I kind of like, but I sort of it's going to take a while to get used to it, isn't it? Because you're kind of you're going to have to we're going to have to put down that kind of desire to sort of um, flesh out each of these. Where you know how long are they going to stick around for? What what are they going to do? Where are they mm-hmm. going to go to? So maybe um, a good example would be maybe Solomon isn't going to come back. Because I was determined that he would, but actually maybe he was just a two-episode character. And that's the way we're doing things. Mm, no, I reckon he's coming back. When you said Susie played the interviewer, I meant like she played us and span us some wide, fant- oh. fantastical story when we were interviewing. Her. <laughs> and I was like, oh, played the interviewer with Ben. All right, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. So yeah. I, I read out. Uh, I read out. It was a hello at the cider shed for any questions. If you want to ping them. Um, ping them via email and Kerry just can you remind us what the Twitter handle is I can it is she says opening Twitter <laughs> I remember <laughs> Bloody hell, Kerry. I'm so sorry I'm quite tired at the cider shed pod is our Twitter handle and we are almost at a thousand followers woohoo yeah I mean Kerry and I, Kerry and I have a good excuse for being exhausted because we're basically we've we're dealing with the peculiar sensation of being happy after months yeah. of stress so i think i can i could i don't know i don't want to speak for kerry but i feel absolutely sort of like you know um so i feel like a spinning top i don't know what to do with all these sort of like i feel like david archer it's good very strange <laughs> to be feeling sort of you know full of full of glee and happiness have you been whistling i've been just been just bouncing all over the place been very mm. very happy man i've been riding i've been riding on the wave of the fact that the beginning of the week i managed to introduce kerry to a brian ferry song she's never heard before yes you did i've never heard it thank you for that matthew it's all right. and matthew what are the what are we doing for facebook and instagram well face i um i put the word out on instagram which is the cider shed pod so the news is up there if people hadn't didn't know already about lee um and on the Cider Shed podcast, which is our group on Facebook, we made the announcement there. Yeah, and if people don't want to go through the email, they can you know, just leave a comment there. They can slide into the DMs of either the Facebook admin um, or the um, Instagram account, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get them to we'll get them to Ryan. In- and if, the threat is, if you don't get these questions into us then it's going to be 40 minutes plus of um, Matthew and Kerry trying to stop me asking Ryan question about camping. Yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be a moment where I'm just going to, I pictured this week, there'll just be a moment where I'll be like, Psst, Kerry, should we leave? <laughs> Honestly, this, this, that, I mean, that's my, that's my dream is that I can make a camping buddy and uh, he may be mm. another podcast as well. So you know, I think he I lives this, quite near to you as well, Peter. He's very so welcome. He's southeast London somewhere. Well, he's he, if he not wa- that I've stalked him or anything. If he wants to um, come, uh, <laughs> say come in my sweaty little box, um, but that sounds dreadful. Um, if he wants to come into my tiny little hot office, then that's worse. <laughs> God, recording. hot orifice. Yeah, but uh, well, Ryan, you, if you if you want to come and record from my office, you're more than welcome. But I, I highly, I strongly recommend you don't. It's very. Uh, this, the weather is it's just it's vile, but 
anyway. He actually could, couldn't he? Yeah. What, yeah. what is how vile is the weather? I mean, it was like thirty six here, and it's still thirty one, and I'm in it's a I'm in a humidity. sealed room right now. It's the humidity. I feel like I'm wrapped in cling film. It's just awful. Oh. Hey, I, before I forget, can I just thank Vicky Cole for a lovely lunch on Wednesday? She she's a, a podcast listener, a fan of the three of us. And she took me out for lunch on Wednesday. I could have been in on that, couldn't you? But because because now my life's now my life's full again. I couldn't I couldn't participate. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I'm glad yeah. you two had fun. Yeah, it was really really lovely meeting her. Thank well, you. that's that's another thing we should do is when when eventually um, the Johnson variant plays out and then the the other variants and then you know lockdowns five, seven, and twelve are all gone and we've got you know we've been quadruple jabbed. We will have to do our first um, big meetup at some point. We'll have to pick okay. a location. So, uh, as well as as well as questions for Lee, feel free to start fleshing that idea out. Suggestions for locations somewhere in the middle of maybe Oxford. One train a day, apparently. What do you mean with listeners as well? Yeah, big okay. meetup. It'll be funny if the first time I meet you is with the listeners. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, I think that would be that would be um, that would be quite something. Imagine yeah. if a massive fist fight breaks out <laughs> 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 Gary. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll just be like, "This is awkward, guys." <laughs> I I respect I respect Kerry enough that I would not pull my punches if if it comes <laughs> if it comes to blows, Kerry. You know, I wouldn't patronise you by giving mm. you you know little weak slaps. It'll be you know I don't think it's going to happen, but I just want you know like I wouldn't I wouldn't you know I, I as a feminist I would. You'd happily punch me. Happily yeah. beat the living shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see you try. Maybe you know. should. Maybe you should meet somewhere exactly. meet somewhere neutral, like Porto. Yeah. Okay. I'm wanting something dramatic. I think if Kerry and I can have a fight underneath the Angel of the North, stripped to the waist, woed on our cheeks, <laughs> um, a, a Kerry with a frozen lamb shank in her hand, uh, you, know, let's, <laughs> you with you one with of some sort of camping pole. Yeah, you're you're the medium sized. Of your twelve million, you know, tent peg hammers. Mm. Yeah, they're very, they're very light, actually, Matthew. I wouldn't, don't think I would choose those. Oh, talk about Ryan. Um, have we? Is this got to be enough nonsense now, hasn't it? Yeah, yes. we can. We can only work with what we were given. Yeah, but I we come on. We, we've we've uh, we've added. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> added. Um, well, I've I've had a lot of fun, um, mm. uh, and yeah, and I can't wait for next week. It's going to be a really, really good one. Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Ryan. Lee, Lee. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you next week. See ya. Bye.